This week on The Good Brothers, Pete Chin takes a trip to a WWE house show in Hartford, Connecticut. We talk about Wrestle Kingdom 12, the Mixed Match Challenge, Raw Smackdown, and close it out with This Week In. Roll Tide. Twenty eighteen has arrived, and I t- declare this year the year of the Good Brother. Welcome to the show. Happy Rusev Day. Sir. Uh, happy Rusev Day to you as well. Are we recording this time. Uh, we are recording this time. Uh, the, it was good. not working prior, did. but we're we're good to go now. Um, you, should, you should mention to the listening audience: we just did forty five minutes of gold without the uh, speaker running. So <laughs> we would not. I would just give up. There would be one next week. <laughs> Powder. <laughs> I'm not that dedicated. Uh, I figure we'll do one this week. I don't know about next week. We'll definitely do one before the Raw, the Rumble for sure. Yeah, I mean we've got we're going to Raw 25. That we should, well, let's not start with. We'll get to that later. But I'm fucking excited for that. Very very excited. Very much looking forward to it. Been, we, I think we panicked the day that the tickets went on sale for the Manhattan Center. We found out that they were four hundred twenty five dollars for a seat. Yeah, and it was like a panic move to just go get tickets for Barclays instead. But uh, I'm really, really glad we did it. I haven't looked like recently, but I gotta imagine those prices went up with all those names announced. I would think that, especially this week, yeah. Um, we got them for about ninety each. We were in the top corner, but we're in the front row of it, so I feel like. And I was looking at the seating chart today, and I'm very excited about the fact that we have a good, good tr- Titantron angle. Because yep. considering half the show is going to be in front of us and half the show is going to be at the Manhattan Center, one borough away. There's a lot of rumors swirling. I heard five hours and then uh, Dave Meltzer shot that down. But I don't know what they're going to do during, like, different – like, will all the matches be at our thing? And, like, I don't know. I got to imagine they're going to set up a ring at both spots. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine that this is why they're not doing an old school at Raw this year, right? They'll just set up the Manhattan Center to look like it did. Yeah. You know, whatever, 25 years ago. But um, I uh, I recently went to a show. It was not quite as good, maybe, as this upcoming 25. Went to a house show in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, right after Christmas. How many Hall of Famers were on the card? <laughs> I mean, some future Hall, future, Hall future Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, probably a good amount. I mean, Cena's, Cena's no doubt. Yeah. R- Roman Reigns, probably. He's already there. Um, you got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy. The Hardys will be in the Hall of Fame. Come on. I know, I know they will. Uh, Goldust. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, Kurt Hawkins. Oh, oh, Hall of Pain. Sasha Banks and Bailey. Oh, God. Never mind. All right, well, I'll, I'll do a quick a rundown exercise. of the card uh, with some of my comments. So the show started with a 10-man tag. Um, they had Heath Slater, Rhino, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, and Goldust against... Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas of the Miseraj, Kurt Hawkins and the Revival. Uh, pretty excited to see the Revival. Uh, a lot of good heel tactics by them during this match. The heels didn't even get their own entrances. I was annoyed I didn't get to hear the uh, Revival uh, entrance, which I enjoy quite a bit. Um, unsurprisingly, the five faces defeated the five uh, heels. I'm pretty sure Hawkins took the pin. Is this going to be a theme for the uh, house show results, Pete? Uh, there was one that I was surprised, although I guess in hindsight... 
it's not too surprising. But uh, we had a cruiserweight title match between Enzo and Kalisto. Uh, Enzo did re- retain here, so he had a, a heel victory. I guess that's kind of the exception when they have a title. Did uh, Enzo do full entrance with the microphone and everything? So he did a good heel uh, stuff. So he started doing his thing. Um, but he would do, like, soft, like, so the crowd couldn't go along with it and stuff like this. Um, you see a lot of more freedom on these shows where they can kind of fuck around a little bit more. It's, it's pretty enjoyable. I had a good time. Um, Dude, I, I gotta tell you something. I think the last time I went to a house show was at the, like, uh, legit Boston Garden. Not the new Boston Garden. Like, old Boston Garden. Yeah, I don't think I've been since I was a kid. So... Uh, it was definitely an interesting experience. So Enzo won this. So, again, the crowd pretty big into it. He shit all over Connecticut. Um, like talked about how we had no sports teams, that sort of thing. Uh, my buddy Murphy had never gone to a show before um, and never doesn't watch wrestling. He really enjoyed uh, Enzo's shtick. He enjoyed that. Yeah. What about did he enjoy Kalisto? Um, I think he, he, was ex- he was excited with all the leaping and uh, high-flying moves. You'd be the first person to enjoy Kalisto, then. <laughs> uh, I feel like Francesca's kids like uh, the Lucha Dragons. <laughs> Remember when Kalisto hit that ridiculous Selena Del Sol on one of the Usos backwards through a ladder? Yeah. Was that during a... I don't remember what that was during. We like were there. It. it was Money in the Bank. Ooh. Yeah, that was good. Uh, we had a women's tag match. This kind of got changed because Paige almost died the night before. Um, Sasha right. Bailey defeated Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose. This exact match happened on Raw this week. <laughs> like all the spots the same and everything. Uh, no, this is a much longer match than the Raw match. But uh, gotcha. um, I enjoyed Sasha. Um, the crowd was pretty into Bailey, which annoyed me. Um, there were a lot of kids. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was very family friendly. Uh, it was cold as shit this night, um, and I think it might have snowed a little bit too. But uh, pretty pretty full house. Um, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Matt was still using his Hardy Boys music, which was really weird with his new persona. Yeah. Um, it was an alright match. What, what, um, a lot of delete chants or what? An okay amount, more than I probably, like, if I was like, oh, Hartford House Show, I'd be like, oh, probably none. So, yeah. a decent amount, but, you know, not like, not like smart towns. You were all uncomfortable with the, when the crowd starts throwing the delete deal with the, you know, I, I can't help but notice that the, um, the hand gesture looks a, sh- a schmidgen like the Heil Hitler salute that Nazis used to do. So you kind of, you got to put the finger out. I feel like that's key. I feel like the crowd doesn't always do that. Yeah. If you just do the full hand, especially if you keep the fingers at a, uh, you know, a, I guess a horizontal uh, horizontally fixed. Sometimes there's and, a slant and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, if the arm goes, if the angle gets up there above, like say 25 degrees, you're doing, you're full Hitler, you're full Nazi. <laughs> Should full Hitler be the name of this episode? I, I think it's a good. I think we're it's in the running. I don't right? think that's a good idea at all. Um, <laughs> so next up, we had a surprise here. We had Elias working face. Uh, so he came out and did some singing with the Good Brothers. He actually asked the crowd if they had any requests. He sang Freebird, which obviously you can't do on TV. Um, actually, can you? No, I don't think you can. I think you could do six seconds of it. Okay, it's well, like, he did, like, probably two minutes worth. The crowd was really into it. Then Kane chokeslammed them all. 
Oh, God. Speaking of six seconds, is UConn going to be hiring Rick Pitino as their basketball coach in the near future? Uh, I do not know. It's so long Uncle Rick lasts in the back room at the Italian restaurant is what I hear. They they could use something, but uh, they did get the win tonight. Remember that time Jill, Jim Calhoun retired just because he had a one-year postseason ban? <laughs> it's kind of fucking lazy on his part, no? Yeah, now he's back coaching again. I think he had a lot of medical issues, though, so who knows what the job does to him. Because he would have a heart attack on the sidelines during every game. Yeah, well, so you get forgetting. That's the heart of a champion. Yeah, something like that. Uh, all right, just, I'll just go through these quickly. Uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan against Cesaro and Sheamus in a steel cage match. This match was the n- match of the night. Um, Rollins jumped off the top of it, which seems excessive for a house show. Especially a Hartford Civic Center house. Whoa, show. whoa, XL, whoa, whoa. The XL good XL people. This is the uh, the home state of the WWE. I'm not besmirching. I would never besmirch the good people of the state of Connecticut. I chose to pr- uh, um, pursue my higher education there. And uh, but my point is, it's not. It doesn't have the uh, the cachet of a uh, you know uh, a house show at the Mecca MSG. All right. But it was a really good match. Those kind of spots from time. I look forward to seeing what they can do with the Rumble, uh, as these two these two teams will also face off there. Um, Oscar and Dana Brooke defeated Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Uh, Mickey James what is a referee. Fuck? Phenomenal work here by Alexa and Nia as like a comedy buddy duo. So really? I, they don't do any of this stuff on TV, but they have like a like a probably like a twenty second handshake they do um, with all this nonsense, and it ends up with them like chest bumping, and Alexa goes tumbling. Because she's much smaller, um, but it's just a lot of a lot of good antics from the heat, the two. And Dana Brooke is a babyface. Dana Brooke is terrible. <laughs> the, was she the vice president of research oh analysis for Titus? Is there is there any doubt in your mind she has a huge botch in the women's Royal Rumble? Oh, somebody's getting hurt, and it's definitely going to be her. I hope that she's just out immediately. Um, Here's another surprise when Samoa Joe defeated Finn Balor here. Um, Joe getting a push, I guess it, in hindsight it's not that big of a surprise, but I, I just assumed Balor was going over because it was a house show. He, he must have got a nice entrance from the kiddies and stuff, right? Yeah. The crowd was really – that was I think that was the loudest up until the main event. Um, the crowd was super into Joe and Balor. Was um, that match good? The ladies were fucking swooning over him. It was really absurd. A little uncomfortable? <laughs> yes. Oh, also, I didn't mention, there was, like, a group of teen girls a bit behind us who were just, like, the biggest Alexa Bliss fans. They kept shouting that they like that they liked her, like, recent Instagram picture. They were talking about her pig. Um, so. Her, her what? She has a pig named uh, something Steve. It's, like, it's two, two first names. Stone Cold? No. Um, but if you watch Total Divas, Rusev interacting with the baby pig is the greatest thing in the entire show. Uh, I think I might need to say, has the pig, maybe the pig could have an appearance on Southpaw next season. <laughs> uh, tell, me, tell me you hate that idea. No, I love it. I love Southpaw. I'm a big Southpaw guy. Me too. Uh, and then lastly, Roman Reigns goes over John Cena to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Obviously, the crowd pretty big into it. Uh, they were much more into Cena than Reigns. Really? Yeah. It surprises me on a house show. Really? I feel like... They, fucking Cena, Cena's beloved by all, Roman's beloved by women and children. I think Cena's kind of gotten the cred now 
from the adult males who used to boo him. You know, unless he's facing, like, you know, an indie favorite. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess that, that maybe maybe it was a matter of him being up against Cena. I think when really... they fought, they, they were, like, no mercy or something. I think the crowd was pretty into Cena. I remember that match, there being a lot of boos in general beforehand. Was it? Was it SummerSlam? Did they fight? They fought at SummerSlam this year. No, right? they fought at No Mercy. <laughs> they fought an off-brand pay-per-view. <laughs> they, who, did, who did they wrestle? Who? Wait, it was Reigns was in the four-way at SummerSlam then, right? Yeah, this was like an. I think this was the LA pay-per-view. Uh, that sounds familiar. We should probably know this kind of thing before we start talking out my ass. Uh, I believe this was also Braun against Brock. Oh, that was, yes. That was the pay-per-view immediately following SummerSlam. Uh, it was in uh, September, yeah. Got it. Cottage, mate. Yeah. Roman Good. defeated Cena in 22 minutes. Um, any uh, any high jinks afterwards? Any sort of dark? Well, I guess it's a house show, so it's all dark. <laughs> yeah, I, that was, I don't think they have dark matches, so I pretty much just left after that. I mean, there's a lot of shaking hands and things of that sort. Got it. But uh, no racial slurs or anything, so that was that was good to see. <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who are you comparing this to? I don't know. It's it's uh it's Hartford. Oh, I got it. Um, all right. Let's uh let's go to Wrestle Kingdom. Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, so did you just you watch the same three hour version I did with the four matches? Yep, I did. So um, last Saturday night on Axis TV, they had a three hour special showing. <laughs> yes, a three hour special showing four matches. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So I usually like like pay reviews. I don't really pay attention to like the recaps and videos and all that. But I did watch all these just because I wanted to get somewhat familiar with storylines. What'd you think? I mean, the the Cody and Ibushi match is clearly leading to an angle between Cody and Omega down the road. Because the the history, there's history between Ibushi and Omega. Even though Ibushi, Kota Ibushi's not in Bullet Club, uh, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega were a tag team for years back in the day. And there's some sort of like weird respect remaining between the two of them. And obviously Cody's not a big Ibushi fan, and Kenny was trying to trash him for even taking a match or something like that. Oh, really? I don't know. Um, I thought it was a pretty good opener. Um, yeah. I thought Brandy getting involved here and there added some fun to it, um, some storyline. It was a decent spot where she faked being hurt on the outside. Yeah. That was that was bad. And she's not, not terrible to look at either. Oh. Not, not too hot on the eyes, if I might say so myself. <laughs> So I mean, it was a it was a fairly short match compared to the other ones, but I thought there was some good action, especially early on. Um, yeah, the uh, the crossroads off the mat onto the floor. Yeah, it was almost like a DDT, like the and the way it ended up. Yeah, it looked a little painful. This was my least favorite match of the four. I'll say um, it was just sort of there for me. I would say you know three, maybe three out of five for me. Um, three out of five red shoes. Yeah, three out of five red shoes. Um, I'll say three out of five as well. It was good, not great. I mean, I, you hear when you, you don't like watch New Japan week to week. This was like how I used to think about Ring of Honor, like before I really started watching any independents. You like hear all this hype about these ind- 
just like different than WWE. And then you really sit down and watch it, and you're like, there's an awful fucking lot of laying around selling in these matches. These matches are really long. So that was my complaint with the next one of Tanahashi against uh, Switchblade White. Switchblade Jay White. Switchblade Jay White. Um, I give this one two and a half. It was, I thought the, the first match was better. Alright, so I went three and a half on this one. Um, I thought this was a little bit better. But this, so if, if you think about like this compared to like a WrestleMania, this would be the equivalent of John Cena beating someone like, I don't know, an up and comer. Jericho versus Fandango. Well, I was going to go more with like a, a John Cena beating like someone who is hot, a heel, has heat, is a good worker, maybe like a Rusev or something like okay. that. Because that happened. <laughs> it did. Fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, um, I, just, I just feel like half the match was just white, kind of just working over body parts, and you know, it's fine. Yeah, so but it's just it was long. That's a Tanahashi thing. Is like he always is injured, and there's always like one specific body part that guys work over in matches with him. And the, the annoying part is that the matches go so long that he forgets sometimes. <laughs> just like go in and out of selling it. Um, which, I, I mean, I granted, I've never stepped foot in a 20 by 20 squared circle and worked a match, so what, what the fuck do I know? This is true. But You did get a headlock I, from Woken Matt Hardy, though. I did, yeah. Matt Hardy put me in a headlock, and I powered out of it. No sold the shit out of that thing, brother, brother. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, I thought this match was a little bit better. It was just, there was more contrast between the two guys. I felt like Cody and Ibushi were about the same size. I was just... That, it didn't feel like seeing anything special with those two. I don't really understand um, what Jay White's character is. He's some sort of, I think he's like... Uh, is he a greaser? The, he's like a combination between like a serial killer and a lead singer of an emo band, maybe. He reminded me of Kylo Ren for some reason. Yeah, I could see that. Did he put a lightsaber through his father's stomach? Whoa, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I, I had the first one a little higher than the second one. Um, I guess let's. What are your ratings on the last two? Which one did you think was the better match of the two? All right. Um, so better is really really subjective. I, I liked both matches a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought the main. I thought the the title match was. Uh, how do I say this right? I, I'll just say this. I liked the title match better. Okay. But that doesn't mean I, I'm not taking anything away from the Jericho and Kenny Omega match. So, I mean, I think, I think I'm the same way. But I think that's also because I didn't know who was going to win the Okada-Naito match. Yeah. And Omega-Jericho, I'm like, all right, well, there's minimal chance that Jericho goes over. Right. So, I yeah, think that I took think... away a little bit from a lot of the near falls where the other one I was more invested. But, again, that's just nitpicking. They were both really a... good. Can I say something? That's a really goddamn good point that I think I like subconsciously thought of. But like you'll, you think to yourself like that. This Kenny Omega is considered essentially one of the best five wrestlers in the world. Yep. And Chris Jericho is forty-seven and the lead singer for a moderately shitty heavy metal band. <laughs> um, so that's a really good point, and that there was really no reason for Jericho to ever go over in this match. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I feel that way a lot. Like, a lot of times I'm watching Raw, like, I know, like, who's going to win a match. I'm, like, not that invested. I kind of just pay attention. But, like, when you have those matches where you really don't know who's going to win, I just feel like it's, you know, you're not, again, like, you're not consciously thinking it. But, you know, yeah. you buy into stuff more when you're like, okay, well, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here. 
Sure. So a couple of, let's just talk about the Omega and Jericho match first. Okay. Now, did you like the fact that during their promos, they were allowed to cuss at each other? Yeah. <laughs> it, made a, it made a cool difference, right? So one thing in that, the thing really, I don't know why it annoyed me so much. But there's one part in, like, the, the recap they did about the feud where, like, Omega's like, you've never had a six-star match. You've never had a five-star match. Yeah. So I look through Meltzer's, like, five stars. And Jesus Christ, they're all fucking New Japan. Like, all yeah. of them. Like, come, like there have been no WWE matches in, like, ten years that have been five stars. Come on, man. Like, it's... I I, listen, dude. This is why people make the joke about if the match was in the Tokyo Dome, it would have gotten five stars. What is he giving six stars to? Uh, so last year at Wrestle Kingdom, Omega versus Okada got six stars. And then they had a match last summer that I think went to a 30-minute time limit draw that he gave six and a quarter stars to. Like, none of even, like, the the Michaels-Undertaker matches, like, were on. Like, come on, dude. Dude, I don't think that the Shawn Michaels-Undertaker WrestleMania match from a few years ago, I don't think that got five stars. And that's, like, I would consider that a goddamn good match. Right, and it's, like, some random fucking undercard match. Like, right. come on. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, the Omega one you just referenced, but, like, there were a ton on that list. Yeah, no, there's a lot, over, a lot going on I over saw, there. like, fucking Hooventude against, like, Psychosis on there. <laughs> like... <laughs> Do not besmirch the good name of El Dandy. <laughs> I, I was a big Hoovy guy, actually. Everybody was a big Hoovy driver. Great. Yeah. All right, so, so so the match so the match itself, uh, no DQ, but there were countouts and rope breaks. Yeah. So I don't really very know. specific, very specific. No DQ, but there were countouts and rope breaks. All right, so here's here's another gripe I have. <laughs> um, the part where Jericho destroys Red Shoes. Then yep. then puts his son in either the lion tamer or the walls of Jericho yep. um, in front of him. And, yep. like, there's no repercussions. Like, I get that's no DQ. But, like, dude, like, show something. Why don't you be a little pissed off? He yeah. just referees the match as if it, nothing happened. Right. Uh, Rich <laughs> is kind of a dummy. <laughs> if you watch enough of these things, you really realize that Rich Hughes has fucking nothing going on in years. <laughs> Did he do all the matches? I feel like he – well, at least He's, before – yeah, I think they only have, like, two or three refs, and Red Shoes usually does all the big ones. I'm healing on Red Shoes a lot. Yeah, you're going off on them. Um, did you like the corner spot where they put the where Jericho put the chair between the ropes and essentially gave Kenny Omega, like, a half dozen unprotected hair, chair shots to the head? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really understand how that's all good as well. I thought we were past that stage in wrestling. The like, um, the like, the chair part came off at some point, like the cushion. Yeah, the the fucking finisher where you give him the one winged angel onto the, like the the remaining metal pieces of the chair. I thought Jericho was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was pretty brutal, and I guess there was a blade job at some point in there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe hard way. Maybe 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 gigged himself. I don't know. Uh, I was listening to something. They thought that at one point a uh, a ref gave uh. Oh. Omega of Blade, but got it. Um, it was a good match, though. I mean, I thought that Jericho's his uh, the offense that he got in was you know it was good. It was enough to devastate the best wrestler on the planet to the point where he can't keep up with fucking forty seven year old Chris Jericho. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Jericho held his own. I mean, it was like a thirty minute match. I mean, yeah, we are, I don't think we've own. seen Jericho in a match. 30-minute match. I mean, he was in the Rumble a few years ago for a long time, but that's obviously not the same. You can 
You can forearm, forearm, forearm. <laughs> you sure can. The, the, my, uh, I think just my general gripe with, with New Japan matches is they sometimes seem like they're long just for the sake of it. Yeah. And, and a lot of the near falls and a lot of the sequences, and this was a little, you know, grit, this dude, like, I'm, I mean, we're critiquing this, but it was a great match. Yeah. My my one of my critiques of the main event as well would be that Naito kept hitting the Destino like out of the same sequence or out of the same combination and he would just never get a pin from it. It was yeah. like at some point he has to have like a secondary finisher type move. Yeah, I didn't know the finishers for some of these guys too, so that kind of made it more interesting that I didn't know when the pinfall was gonna come. Yeah. I mean, Omega must have hit 17 of the V-Trigger oh, yeah, he like, hit a knees to the chin on Jericho. That's like his secondary finisher. And then, the, the, what is it, like one-armed a... angel or something? Then he hit it on a chair? Yeah, the one-winged angel. One-winged, one-winged angel. One-winged. Fun fact, Pete, he's never hit that move on Kazuchika Okada. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you get? I give this four stars. Or four red shoes. I give it four and a quarter. I thought it was really good. I don't, I don't like doing quarters. No. Um, now I'll like say four and a half for the main event. Or did you have anything else on Omega Jericho? Uh, I had nothing else for Omega and Jericho, no. Um, Okada and Naito, I really enjoyed. Uh, Naito, good heel shtick in there, man. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, I really enjoyed I don't know if I've seen him in matches before. I've definitely seen Okada, but I don't think I've seen Naito. I mean, maybe like a random Ring of Honor where I wasn't, you know, totally aware of what was happening. Just not paying attention. Well, I mean, not not that I wasn't paying attention, but it's just, you know, someone I don't know, so I'm not... Yeah. But He's really good. He's really good. I like, uh, I like his vibe. I like, I like his work. I think they're both awesome in the ring. Um, the way that, dude, Naito just fucking sells those rainmakers with, like, a flip right under the back of his neck. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. It, it's good. I really liked it. Did you watch Okada's uh, post-match promo? I did. I wasn't really a big fan. Yeah. Something about reading a promo and subtitles just doesn't really get it over with me. Yeah, I didn't really understand some of it. Like, he's just like, you know, it's not all the way full. Like, thank you. <laughs> It'll be like WWE saying, oh, cool, we we rented out Cowboy Stadium for WrestleMania and we sold 80,000 tickets and we know it seats 95,000. Yeah, he's like, up there, there's seats, up there, there's seats, and that's because of me. It's like, wait, what? Maybe it was a yeah, translation maybe. thing, or? I don't know. So, so are we done talking about the match? I gave it four and a half. Yeah, I say four and a half for me. All right, we need to talk about something. The mix The comment. The commentary. <laughs> oh, all right. What did you say? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, sort of low energy at times. Um, I assume they just recorded this after the fact. Yeah, so they sat in a studio in L.A. and recorded it. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it took away from the matches. I it didn't really take it away from me, but it didn't enhance anything for sure. Like I, I wasn't really thinking the matches were bigger deals because of the commentary. Yeah, I mean, it felt like they were lesser deals to me because of JR's disinterest in the matches in general. <laughs> and Josh Barnett, the only, I mean, I don't think Josh Barnett's fine. Like, he is analytical. He does a pretty good job. But he compares everything to M to, to MMA. Oh, yeah, so many times. MMA, yeah. He's like, yeah, you should flip him over and get some leverage here. He could spin him into a cradle, cross arm break. I'm like, dude, like, it's fucking fake. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not asking for, you know, the Snickers replay that fucking Michael Cole has to throw into it. You know, you know who would have done a good job? Oh. 
Nigel. Uh, you're goddamn right I would have, Peter. Nigel, what's your, who's your favorite uh, New Japan superstar? Oh, that would be Daryl Takahashi. <laughs> Do you know Daryl? No, I don't. Daryl is a cat. <laughs> what? He's a stuffed animal. <laughs> what? Is, is he a performer? Good, sort of. I believe he was the DDT Pro Champion for a week or two. I'm very confused right now. You'll know in a couple of weeks once they show the match. <laughs> Wait, so this, this was on the uh, Wrestle Kingdom? No, so so there's a, uh, a wrestler named Hiromu Takahashi, who I believe his, his gimmick is the time bomb. He's part of... Um, I think he's part of Los Ingobernables with, with Naito. And he carries around a stuffed cat that he named Daryl. Okay? But a long time ago, um, I think it was Bad Luck Fale and Tomatonga stole Daryl and they decapitated him. <laughs> Just stay with me here. <laughs> and I think we're on Daryl 2 right now. Uh, so, yes, there's an actual New Japan focus on a stuffed cat uh, that a man brings to the ring with him when he wrestles. So, neither there, there, have, we've talked about that other promotion in Japan called DDT, right? Uh, I think you brought it up at some point that it's just nonsense. It's the one where, like, they have wrestling matches in, like, the middle of a river. <laughs> they have uh, wrestling matches, like, on baseball diamonds. Like, they did a Tokyo Dome show, but with no ring. They just had guys wrestle on a baseball field. Oh, my gosh. Um... Kenny Omega wrestled a blow-up doll in that promotion. When did he point. wrestle the, the little girl? I think that was in there, too. That was, like, <laughs> 2012. Um, so, anyways, so they have this, like, their version of, like, the hardcore title was, like, 24-7 rules. And somehow, Daryl got there, and he won that title for a while. So, the cat. The cat. Yeah, the stuffed cat. Not even... Not, even not Ernest Miller. No. Ernest Miller threw a lot of fucking kicks in his matches. Oh, you know that? I was such an Ernest Miller, Mark. Really? Him and uh, what was his manager name? I feel like it was something racist. It was definitely racist. It was uh, Sonny Ono. Uh, yeah, Sonny Ono. He always had a little camera with him. And uh, the cat would threaten the, the the like out of shape people in the crowd. They'd call his mama. They was go whoop somebody's ass. Who's somebody called my mama? He was yeah. the first one. Yeah. Then Brodus Clay took his uh, theme song. You know, Brodus Clay works on fucking Fox News now. Doing what? He's like an, a, a talking head on Fox News. For like what? For what purpose? To talk about politics. What? I'm so <laughs> confused. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we're already half an hour in. We haven't touched anything WWE TV yet. This is not good. All right, let's. I put this in here. We'll plot through. Well, I'm not even going to put it on the notes. But mixed match tag teams. Are you excited for this? No. No. Um, I don't understand. There's 12 teams. So is it, what, like double elimination? Um, I'm going to go round robin. Oh, maybe. Um, like you get points for a win, and whoever comes out of each division with the most points. All right, like so we'll just, we'll just two quick questions, then we'll move on to Raw. Um, who are you excited for, and who do you think will win? So I'll go through the teams. Charlotte and Bobby Roode, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman, Sasha Banks and Finn Balor, Alicia Fox and Goldust. I am not all excited for that team. Uh, Asuka and Miz, Lana and Rusev, Naomi and the Uso that she's married to. <laughs> oh, no. Which one? My Alexa went off because I said Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. 
Can she? Can Ni- Can Nigel interview her somehow? Oh, maybe Alicia Fox. Is it? Um, all right. Anyway, Nia Jax and Apollo Cruz, Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn, Natalia and Shinsuke Nakamura, Bailey and Elias. Ooh, I put Alias here. That's funny. And Carmella and Big E. All right. So basically, I would draw a line in the sand, and there's a few teams that I am interested in, and there's a few teams that I could give less than a flying fuck about. Uh-huh. Is that fair? Yes. All right. So I like Charlotte and Rude. I like Alexa and Braun. I don't like Sasha and Finn. I don't like Foxy and Goldust. I like Asuka and The Miz. I like anything Rusev. I do not like the Uso family. I don't like Nia and Apollo. Uh, I'm in on Becky and Sammy. I'm out on Natty and Nakamura. Um, and maybe there's one team that straddles the line, and it's Bailey and Elias. I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, I hope he just makes a fool out of her somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm into Carmella and Vicky. I'm I'm very, I think Carmella and Biggie is my favorite there, just because Biggie just does so much nonsense. It's just a different person for him to play off of. I think it's to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. That that part of it's good. Um, Oscar and Miz, I'm excited about. I think they're going to win just because Oscar's on his on his team. Is that? Yeah, I mean, think about the they could tie in like the Miz was Daniel Bryan's coach on NXT way back in the day or something like that too. Yeah, he's got quite the history. You know, he he brings these. These uh, greener than goose shit wrestlers up behind him. Yeah, I mean, it should be, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun, man. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Alex and Braun, I think, is is fun as well. Yeah, I think the winner, you know, either Charlotte Root or Alex and Braun, probably. I would say Oscar Miz is my number one pick, and then probably uh, Alexa and Braun is my other top pick. Gotcha. But all right, to Raw we go. Um, we'll try and uh, move things on relatively quickly. So this happened after our last episode, but the Balor Club is now officially a thing. Uh, so Raw opened up with Reigns, Jordan, Rollins, and a reunited Balor Club. Let's start with the Balor Club. Uh, I think this is great for all parties. Gallows and Anderson were kind of just mid-card at best. They lost pretty much all the time. Uh, and Finn kind of doing nothing. So I think this is great to put these three together. It's definitely great for all three of them. I mean, at least it gives them some sort of purpose. I kind of like that they're they're letting them play the sort of tweener role right now. They're not really established as baby faces or heels, and they can, you know, see where things take them. And if they have to turn them, then I think that would be great. If they or if they leave them as baby faces, I think just because of Finn, they can get over that way too. Yeah, I think a, a short baby face run would be good here, and then just wreak havoc as as heels. Like, say Roman comes out of the. Mania as the champion. I think it'd yeah. be fun having a heel Balor Club. So with Finn challenging him at like SummerSlam with uh, Gallows and Anderson ringside, maybe you have you know Rollins ringside, whatever. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, and do you think this has anything to do with the New Japan show? It's very coincidental timing. <laughs> no, I, I think it has more to do with setting up. I think it has more to do with angles and to sort of line, at least give these guys a, something to do before WrestleMania season. So, you know, like, sort of to get these ducks in, I think it's just coincidental timing. Do you think they're in Mania as a group or Finn in singles? Um, I don't know. It could go either way. I mean, I, I think you could, if Reigns is somehow left out of the main event of Mania, 
mm-hmm. uh, then I think you could essentially see a rematch of the match we just saw. You know, if they don't split Jordan and Rollins up before then, if they could ever heat up the Miz Taraj a bit, I feel like the Miz Miz and his crew against these three could be good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but Dallas and Axel are such jobbers; they'd have to. Give them some credibility. Yeah, you really don't want to see a WrestleMania match with Parker. I mean, I do want to see it just because I think it would be funny. Yeah. Like, the chaos end of it would be funny, but yeah. Curtis Axel in a featured match on WrestleMania, I don't know about. Yeah. Uh, then the other side of it, Reigns, Jordan, and Rollins. I really enjoyed Jordan a lot recently. I thought this was great here. We're just kind of so overstepping his bounds and, like, he didn't say he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. member, but it's pretty much as close as you can to saying that. Right. He's putting the fist out. He's, like, saying, you know, what did he call them? The Champions Club? The cha- yeah, the like, Champions Club. He's, like, you know, Roman, you really stepped up and did a great job. Kind of, like, patron- like oh, Roman, you got, you got a good win there. <laughs> he's so fucking corny. He's so corny that, it, it, like, it's like he just became self-aware. And it's great. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I mentioned, and we were talking, I think, either in group chat or just with you, that I think Jordan Rollins could be really good at Mania. I I, don't, yeah. I mean, Rollins probably should be higher on the card, but if they don't have anything big for him, why not elevate Jordan here? Yeah, no, I, I think agree. they could put on a hell of a match. I agree. Um, the um, We need to talk about something really quick. So Finn had a, had a moment there where he, during his promo, you know, we've had Gallows and Anderson doing their nerds. Bullying yep. for the last few months, and Jason Jordan finished talking, and Finn said, "You know, Jason, we need to talk about what we've been calling you behind your back backstage for months and months." <laughs> Turns and looks at Gallows, and he says, "It starts with an N." Jesus Christ! Oh no! <laughs> Have you learned nothing from H and M WWE? <laughs> Have you learned nothing from Hulkamania, brother? Oh my God! Ugh, never, uh, never ends. Uh, we had Matt Hardy with a new theme song. What did you think of it? I liked it. I liked it. I didn't understand why his old Titan Tron was playing. No, really, I didn't notice. So if anyone didn't watch, it's kind of a piano start and then a little bit of a rock version, and he has spouts off some of his catchphrases. Yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, I would like to see Queen Rebecca playing it. You know, tickle in the ivories. The, she posted point. a she posted a uh, picture on uh uh, Twitter when they they debuted that of her, her playing the piano, which I thought was funny. She used to do that for him in TNA. That would be good if. Well, I guess the wrong. I I don't know when they're going to pay this off with a match. When are you, what are your thoughts? They're not going to drive to Mania, are they? Uh, maybe Elimination Chamber. Yeah, maybe. get through the Rumble. I would. I mean, off. I would have put them in a match here just because it's the Rumble. You could put something completely different in the middle of the show and have like a you know Hardy compound type deal, but. I mean, I guess it's a lot on a show. I mean, if you want to give them some time and do something nonsensical, maybe it makes sense for a Raw-only show. Yeah, I think it, I think that makes a lot of sense to do. Um, but I guess there was, like, some legal change with him and his old Impact contract, like, today. They had a picture. So that, yeah, so I was reading on Pro Wrestling Sheet that they think that that will trigger WWE to have more creative, like, flexibility with his character, and he can go, like, further and reuse some of his old catchphrases and stuff now. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just been a little stale for me, to be honest, the last few weeks. It's just the same thing. They're yeah. really going hard on that laugh. The laugh is over, 
but we need something else over besides just a laugh. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know whether it's bringing in some of the other characters or I feel like the drones would be over huge, dude. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the, maybe the raw the night after the rumble or just at the rumble, have it come out before his entrance. Yeah. Vanguard one. Yeah. I, I wouldn't hate that. So we have, uh, next up, we have a returning star. Uh, Elias does a brief song. Uh, and Miz is back after about six weeks off, I think they said. Um, the Miz Taraz showered him with gifts, which is a little awkward. And then I don't know if there's some bickering there. But there was some tension with the Miz Taraz, which may be something, maybe nothing. Definitely uh, tension. He was what it, uh, he gave him a sport coat, or Axel gave him a sport coat, and then Bo Dallas gave him a watch. Yeah. But then he kind of told them to shut up. Yeah, he sure did. Um, and then, uh, so Miz uh, announces that he has a reality show with Maurice coming up, and he's also coming for the IC title, which is held by Roman Reigns. And that match is, is at Raw 25. Yes. Nice. So that should be a good one. I don't so know how many Miz matches are actually having. They've loaded up with uh, Legends and stuff. Yeah. So um, we'll do that last for the uh, Raw stuff. Anything else on Miz? No, I mean, I thought he got a good promo. He obviously got his heat at the end of the show, too, so that was good. Yeah, I mean, it's good when they take him seriously. I mean, I think a lot of times you have him cut really good promos, and then he has a match, and he loses, and then it's like back down the guard. Right, or it's just, if he's, the problem with Miz is if he's, I feel like Miz's best views are when he's against guys who are either more, higher on the card than him, or guys who are, like, better in the ring. How do I say this right? Guys who are, like, more charismatic than him. So, like, a jo- not that Miz isn't more charismatic than John Cena, but his shit with Cena before WrestleMania last year was great. Yeah, it was really good. He, like, he dragged some good promos out of Ziggler in the past. Um, I, I mean, I think even if you go back to, like, his his WrestleMania main event with Cena. Like, he had some verbal sparring with fucking The Rock leading up to that and stuff. So, like, that was that's good stuff right there. I mean, he continues to be great on the mic. I guess he was the Rolling Stone Superstar of the Year. They're that's hyping crazy. that a bit. So, they love that fucking media. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Rolling Stone is barely a magazine anymore, I didn't right? know. It's I like, didn't know they even mentioned wrestling. I, it, it's a music magazine, so who gives a... F- it's like us... Naming our wrestler of the year. Like, who gives a shit what we say? <laughs> Whatever. All right. We had Enzo finally defending his Cruiserweight title against Cedric Alexander. This match was postponed from the previous week when he had the flu. He had dengue fever. Maybe he had hepatitis, mate. He's been spending a lot of time in California. <laughs> it is. Has the outbreak there slowed, Nigel? I believe it switched over to dengue fever. They had uh, mudslides, I think. And not not oh. the delicious kind. Not the kind with Kahlua, am I right? No, I, I enjoy mudslides. They're very good. Really? They seem like a hangover waiting to happen. They're kind of like white Russians, but in frozen form. All right. <laughs> so Enzo uh, retains via countout, so they played up some sort of ankle injury, which seemed like a work to me. Um, he doesn't come back in for the 10 count. So Cedric... Once again, I don't understand why babyfaces celebrate winning by countout when they did not win the title. And then act surprised when they announce that the the heel is still the champion. It's just dumb, naive babyface. Like if he had half a, if he was a tenacious wrestler, he would go beat the shit out of Enzo just for taking a countout. 
Yeah, and he's just sitting in their ring waiting for the count. Dude, like, roll out of the ring and go back in. It resets the count. Just smiling like a moron. Oh, Cedric. How did you feel about, were you surprised by the fact that New Japan goes up to a 20 count? Uh, I've seen that before. Uh, um, I think I watched the um, Nakamura Styles match uh, two years ago. Got it. That was a big one as well. So, Unicorn! <laughs> what? I don't know if they got that off. The Knicks just ran a play at with five seconds left, and Porzingis dunked it. I hope it got off in time. I thought that your Alexa was yelling at you. No, that's not how Alexa sounds. I don't know why you don't just do the layup here and you do the dunk. I don't like that. So, ooh, it looks good, though. If I were to say really loud right now, like, Alexa, turn off Pete's TV. Would it shut your shit off or no? Um, she responded, but it's, I don't have my TV connected to the Alexa. You got anything connected to it? Uh, I do. <laughs> Alexa, play iTunes. Uh, it didn't read that. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Alexa, find me directions to the Gold Club in Hartford. The fastest route to golf at 182 Washington Street takes about one hour, four minutes. By <laughs> <laughs> there you go, buddy. There you go. Well, if anyone's... Great, There's now people st- can backtrack and figure out where I live. <laughs> There's a good street meet outside of the Gold Club in Hartford. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's go on to uh, Heyman and Brock uh, cut a promo. Um, pretty much most of the same stuff. I don't think anything special in the promo. I'm going to tell you something. I was definitely watching Alabama <laughs> George at that point. All right. Well, did the grappling hook get your attention back? It sure as shit did. I came back over for that. All right. So after the promo, Kane attacks uh, Brock. They go backstage where Braun then gets in on the fray. Uh, when both guys are kind of knocked down, just throwing them around a bit, Braun goes over to a box, opens it up, and it contains a grappling hook. So that's a completely normal thing to happen. Yeah. So he then chucks the grappling hook on top of, uh, like, the back of a set or something and pulls down a large metal structure that, quote-unquote, lands on both Brock Lesnar and Kane. Uh, and then they stretch her off. Lesnar and Kane stumbles out. Yeah. Um, so, obviously way over the top. But did way you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Did you? I did, too. It wasn't quite on the level of, like, the ambulance spot they did with Roman um, yeah. back in the day. But, I mean, it's still fun. I think if this is his gimmick of just absurd... And they've done this with Big Show a little bit and Mark Henry at times. Uh, It's just nonsensical, but it's fun. I'm looking... I think I saw this on Twitter. Uh, WWE 2K19 will have grappling hooks as usable weapons backstage next next year's game. (laughs) (laughs) I really need to get that game going. I've only played a few matches. That's why I don't usually buy it. I feel like I don't play. It's been, you know what? Can I be honest with you? That video game is a good red box game for like three or four nights. Yeah. Play it for a few nights. If you see it's going to snow, you just get snowed in, play the shit out of it while you're intoxicated. Can I put That's myself good. over here? Of course. Um, there's a game, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's for, I think it's just now for Xbox and PC. I think it's coming to PlayStation at some point. Essentially, the game is like a Hunger game style where you drop 100 people onto an island and the last one alive wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so me, Stat Guy, my brother, and my friend Kristen played as a four-person squad last night, and we survived. We went the distance first time. Me and Steve were the last two alive. It was great. 
Sounds thrilling. Uh, it's a really fun game. It's 30 is, bucks for Xbox if anyone has an Xbox. Is it like Overwatch? Uh, no, it's nothing like Overwatch. Because I can actually get people to play this game with me, which is frustrating. I know, I know an Overwatch team, but... I love Overwatch. Got it. There's a character named Sombra, which was uh, Sienna Almas's character. That's right. All right, Isn't so... Isn't there a character that reminds people of Enzo? I don't think so. There's one that reminds people of Roman. Oh. Isn't there, like, a guy who's, like, a... It's, like, a Crash Bandicoot type? Oh, uh, there's someone named Junkrat. I don't know if that's... Yep. The... It's Junkrat, so he reminds people of Enzo. Er, there's... Yeah, no, it's Junkrat. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Alright, our main event here, the uh, the new really foreign Balor Club goes over in the main event. Jordan has a couple of issues in the match where the ref's distracted or whatever, so it leads to Roman getting annoyed, and Finn gets a rare main event victory. Uh, after the match, the Miz Siraj lays waste to uh, the Shield of Jace group. Uh, they hey, even... that rhymed, you son of a bitch. And they do the uh, triple power bomb as well. They sure did. Um... I thought it was a good. I thought it was a pretty good match, man. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, again, the Bama game was going on at that point, um, and I don't know. I kind of get lost in these long six-person tags at the end of Raw. Did that match have two commercial breaks? It was long. I think it. It did. was pretty long. Yeah. I think that you know when a match gets over like eight minutes and Luke Gallows gets over two and a half minutes in the ring, he gets exposed to smidge. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Luke Gallows. I love Festus. I love Doc Gallows. I love uh, I love all of his characters. I celebrate his whole catalog, actually. But you know, once you see a little bit too much of him throwing working punches, it's just like, yeah, right. Why don't, why don't you tag in one of the pros? <laughs> uh, speaking of pros, Raw 25 is coming up. It sure is. A ton of legends announced for this. They announced a bunch on Monday and then a, a whole different group on Tuesday. So we're going to go through these. You're going to give me a pop or popcorn fart. A pop is excitement for this person. A popcorn fart is not excitement. All right. Undertaker. Um, I'm not ne- normally as high on the Undertaker as many people are, but I will pop for his entrance. I'm going to a popcorn fart. Oh, I, dude, I don't blame you. Dude, he's so... If he wrestles again, oh my god. It's bullshit if he wrestles again. Yeah. Totally um, Steve Austin. Big time pop. Pop for me as well. I was always a rock guy over an Austin guy, but it's still going to be awesome to see Austin. You know, so depending... Still decide what t-shirt to wear to this. A lot of options. They got I'm. I'm going to... I hope they have... I'm assuming they're going to have shirts for sale, like, for this yeah. and that. I'm going to get one. I'm going to... There's no chance in hell I'm buying a Brooklyn 316 shirt for the record. What about a Suplex City Brooklyn shirt? No, no. no. Um, DX, not including the New Age Outlaws, because that's separate. Um, probably a pop. I'm going to popcorn fart it. Wow. You're, you're down on this, huh? Dude, it's just like, dude, they, they're so like, I don't know, man. If it's put it this way, if it's glow sticks DX, then I'm popcorn fart. That's if what it's, it's gonna be. What do you think it's gonna be? What? Let me ask you a question. What if they have hologram China with them? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Jim Ross. I'm, I'm gonna go take a shit when Jr. comes out. I'm giving it a pop. Oh god! He's not gonna. We can't hear his commentary. Uh. 
Hopefully he doesn't let Ric Flair get drunk again and lose his job. For the record, whoever's coming to the Rumble Party, I've ordered some jerky and barbecue sauce. Oh, Christ. Uh, Jerry Lawler. Um... I'm a Lawler guy. I'll pop for that. Uh, I'm a, I'm slightly more pop. Just he hasn't been he hasn't on much anymore. So yeah, I mean he survived a heart attack on the air. Yeah, that was, that was a good good kick out. <laughs> kick out of two. Uh, speaking of kick out of two, Ric Flair pop for me. Big pop. Uh, Dudley Boys. No. Whoa, I'm popping. No, 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 no. Come on. Nobody overstates their importance in the fucking wrestling industry than Bubba Ray. <laughs> All right, well, Hall and Nash. Big time pop. Yeah, pop for me. Do you think they come out as Diesel and Ramon? I would love it if they had, like, um, who who could do this? Like, fucking Rhino and, and uh, what's his name there? Slater. Slater. Do, like, the fake Razor and fake Diesel. <laughs> I feel like they're going to have some fun with some of these acts. I hope some oh, of, there's some physicality. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess yours on this next one, but Bella Twins. I'll, I'll pop. All right, I'll pop as well. Uh, New Age we'll Outlaws. All, I think we'll all pop something, mate. <laughs> New Age Outlaws. Billy Gunn's been gone from the company for like 18 months, huh? Yeah, he's been gone a while. Maybe even longer than that. Um, Ironically enough, I'm. this is the, the Pritchard episode I'm on right now. Yeah, I'll probably pop for the New Age Outlaws, but like... I'll hate myself afterwards for it because I I've always thought they were kind of corny. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll probably pop for the intro and then after that I'm like all right, well, let's go to something else. Um, yeah, I'm with you. So they announced Simmons and JBL. I don't know if they're coming as the APA or what. I would pop for the APA if it's just them regularly. Eh. Yeah, um, I'll pop if it's like acolytes though. Not like <laughs> Not late era APA. I'm talking like corporate ministry. I don't think they're gonna have their shirts off and those weird symbols on. (laughs) (laughs) Just bullshit that they googled. (laughs) Might have been Illuminati symbols, might. Godfather. Again, like kind of fucking corny, but I'll probably pop popcorn fart unless he comes out of Shango. Yeah, dude. They like it's not exciting anymore. Like, come on. Um, brother love. <laughs> oh, huge pop. He's probably going to get the pop of the night. Oh, I don't think he's going to beat Austin, but. He's not going to beat Austin, but among these, like, sort of second tier returns. Oh, yeah. Easily. I can't wait, dude. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I would love to hear what Vince, if Vince has heard any of the stuff on the podcast. Do you think Vince knows that brother love is back on, or is Vince too focused on getting the XFL going right now? No, he's got it now. All right. You think Stephanie knows? <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to listen. Uh, Pritchard's on the – I'm going to give a shout-out to the Mass Man pod. Pritchard's on there. I haven't listened yet, but I'll see if I can find anything here. Uh, the Boogeyman, popcorn fart for me. No, popcorn fart. Terrible. He's eating some fucking worms. I don't care. Teddy Long, popcorn fart. Popcorn fart. <laughs> DB Asti, I'm giving a pop. Uh, it's going to – the entrance song is going to get him over huge. I hope he has – IRS with them too, and they do Money Inc. style. If you could pick one, would you rather have Virgil or IRS with them? Um, Virgil's got to get his fuck money somewhere, right? Yes. There's a decent chance that Virgil will be fucking signing autographs in the Barclays Station um, <laughs> subway, right? Yeah. Like the subway station downstairs, like charging like eight bucks for a picture and like sixteen bucks for a signed maybe eight just, by ten maybe, or something. Maybe just for subway tokens. 
Yeah. Speaking of subway tokens, do you remember when Brutus the Barber Beefcake got arrested while he worked for the T in Boston for an anthrax scare? No, I don't remember. It, it was, turned out it wasn't anthrax, it was cocaine. Oh. Cocaine. <laughs> I only bring this up because my co-worker Mike, who is coming through in clutch big time so that I can go to Raw 25, let me tell you. Oh, that's Uh-oh. big. So you don't have to go back to work at 8 a.m. the next time. I do not have to take a 2.40 a.m. Amtrak train after Raw 25 to get back Do you have the next day off or now? Yeah. Yes, I do. No. I have a half day, so I just need to be in at like 2 o'clock. So. All right. Whatever. Uh, so we were talking this morning. I guess Beefcake was on Steve Austin's podcast this week. The fucking barber? <laughs> and apparently he was just completely mindless rambling like – Austin would ask him a question about like, hey, what was it like going up down the road with, with, uh, with, with Hogan? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, I did work a match for All Japan in 1982. Oh my god! Like, it's totally lost. <laughs> but Brutus was on one of the first episodes of Monday Night Raw, and he got the shit kicked out of him by Money Inc. If you remember correctly, do you think he'll? Do you think he'll be on? I hope Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. I wish they'd only announced about half of these. I feel like a lot of these would be fun as shit if they were just complete surprises. Maybe it's not sold out. They gotta move more tickets. I doubt that. Never know. I don't know. Brian Pop rating. Alright, last two. John Laurinaitis. I'll pop for that. Johnny Ace? Yeah. People power. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I'll pop for it. I mean, especially if he comes out riding the scooter. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Standing O. Oh, uh, then last one, Sergeant Slaughter. Meh. Yeah, same. Popcorn. Maybe popcorn. It, maybe he comes out as a North Korean sympathizer. Oh, no. <laughs> they really learned nothing. I would, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, my God. That would be great. All right. Anything else on Raw before we move to SmackDown? We're almost at an hour already. So. No, I just texted you and said, let's bail on SmackDown. No. We're going. I'll go quick. I'll go quick. All right, full disclosure, I didn't watch it. All right, so AJ and Renee Young open with a uh, interview. Shane comes out, books a three-on-two handicap main event, which we'll get to later. Um, I thought it was a, a nice format. I think using Renee here is a good idea. AJ was all right on the promo, not his best, but get more Renee Young out there, man. She's great. Right. All right, um, Becky Lynch gets revenge from when the Riot Squad beat her up. Uh, she defeats... Uh, Ruby Riot one on one. I will now throw back to SmackDown where Sasha and Bailey defeated Manda and Sonia. So I think they're just looking at these as one booking at this point. Par- parallel booking. It's like when Volcano and Dante's Inferno came out at the same time. Or uh, Armageddon and. Uh, Did I make this joke like a month ago? Probably. This feels, feels moderately familiar. It, I mean, it's a gift that keeps giving. So. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the two groups really quick, the Riot Squad and Absolution? Well, Absolution seems to be potentially DOA with Paige being out injured for like six months now. Is she really out that long? Yeah, she's already been – she's out of the rumble. Oh, no. Yeah, and I think the other two have the flu right now. Oh, jeez. According to Mandy's Instagram story, not that I follow it. Not that you do. No, no, I would never do that. Um, but – yeah, I don't know. If Paige is gone from Absolution, I'd say you probably just got to take him out of the picture altogether. Yeah, well, not knowing that, I would say I, I'm you know decently high in Absolution, but I think Riot Squad is god awful. It oh, seems yeah. like an awful copy of a, a group that's you know solid, but nothing special. I agree. I agree that Absolution has more going for it in general. I think that the Riot Squad 
they're so different from each other. Like, I get the idea of putting different shit together, right? Like, Goldust and Booker T yeah. was a fucking funny tag team for a while. Rhino and Heath Slater is funny. But this is, like, so weird. It's the weirdo country chick with the ro- the punk rocker with the... The Jersey... Relative, the girl from, from Jersey. Attractive, yeah, relatively attractive Jersey trash. Yeah. So, it, it's so out there that it doesn't work. Yeah, like I think they need fun. to bail on it. I think Riot's probably fine on her own. I don't know what the other two. She's not terrible on promos, but the yeah. other two, oh, God. Um, U.S. title tournament, so the finals for this will be at the Rumble. Uh, Mojo Raleigh defeated Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder didn't even have his entrance music. Yeah, Mojo have an intro. another. Mojo did another. I didn't see his, but Mojo did another. I saw this. Mojo did another Twitter promo. Okay, how was it? Dude, he's He's great. He's fucking like he's intense, he's mean, he's nasty, he's a heel. I think they had him like a like a picture in picture type thing for his entrance of him doing a promo. So the match was fine, I thought, I mean, whatever. Uh, Mojo now goes on to face Bobby Roode and Xavier Woods goes against Mahal. I think my prediction of Mahal over Roode will come to fruition, but I guess we shall uh, see. No, I agree with you that that's gonna be the uh the finals. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that I mean, whatever. That sounds like a pre show match to me. Eh. I mean, I don't think Bobby Roode or Jinder Mahal, in the most generic terms, put on great matches, but Bobby Roode's entrance is over, and it'll definitely be fucking over at the Rumble, so. Yeah, in Philly. And uh, you know what? If he, if, he, if he wins the belt in Philly, that'll pop the crowd huge, because he's, his finisher's strong. I think Mahal wins. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully somebody, well, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Um, we have Brizongo with a surprise win over Rusev Day. Throwback to Raw, Titus Worldwide, a surprise win over The Bar. What a surprise win. These were very fucking random wins. They, it seems to have no, serve no storyline purpose for now, I guess, but we'll see. I, I, I didn't see it. I don't know the context. I'm, I'm ill-prepared. I'm sorry. I think Brizongo rolled up uh, Aiden English in their match. And did you see when Titus Worldwide beat The Bar? It did. Yeah. A little shocker. Well, Titus had a good celebration with the fans, though, right? I don't remember. Huh. Um, there was also, I, I'll just quickly mention, there was um, Shelton and Gable demanded a rematch, and they uh, they trashed uh, Alabama for uh, for the refs blowing it like they blew the tag match the week before. So that was your Alabama National Championship tie-in. That was the one reference they made? Yeah. They probably could have done more than that, right? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do more. It's a good way to get some heat, right? They could have done like a Rusev Day, Alabama wins, and it's Rusev Day. I don't know. Yeah. The Rusev Rumble, he called it. That was fun. Oh, good. Our main event was Orton Styles and Nakamura against Owens and Zayn in a three-on-two match. Uh, Shane comes out twice during the match to remove uh, countouts after Zayn and Owens got counted out. And then... um, Countouts were removed, or sorry, and then DQ was removed when Owens used a chair. So Shane just comes out and continually just interferes. I don't know. It seems like it's overkill at this point. Yeah, with him and bit. Brian. Unless it's leading to a match, what? Why are we doing this? It's like these same six guys, these same five six guys are ending SmackDown every single week. Yeah, but the focus is mostly on the GM and Commissioner, or whatever the hell their roles are. Right. It's like it, they start the show and they end the show. This is reminding me a little bit of like that 
sort of just like when Roman was really getting shoved down our throats. That never happened. No, no. They put all Roman's matches in the middle of Raw now. It's great. Sorry. I, I was I was getting a flood of texts about our fucking fantasy awards banquet, so I muted my phone. That's all right. Alexa, shut off Pete's phone. That's not how it works. Bitch didn't respond. No, she does. She lights up, man. But I don't oh, I don't think she can hear the, the thing clearly. So um anything else on the week in wrestling before we go to a this week in? I don't think so. I think uh you know, maybe a little bit of exhaustion on my part after watching Wrestle Kingdom on Saturday and the national championship and Raw on Monday night. So that's why I just had to take a take a powder last night. Yeah, man, I don't blame you. I mean, it's a Sorry. lot of stuff going on. I didn't watch NXT tonight yet. Uh, we'll probably cover that before the TakeOver pay-per-view. We can preview all that. Our uh, stack guy Steve is attending that live in Philadelphia. Oh, so, good. Uh, so hopefully he'll give us some correspondence uh, for that pod after that week. Good. All right. That sounds good. All right, so uh, this week in ribs. All right, so this rib story involves uh, the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yep. Uh, and it involves one Jim Duggan. Oh, the winner of the first Royal Rumble. That's correct. Uh, and let's also bring into the mix Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. So let's just say that some of the crafty veterans on the World Wrestling Federation roster back in the late 80s we're none too pleased with the the amount of tail that Misters Michaels and Janetti were pulling out out on the road. No. So one night in particular, the two boys had a hot date with a couple of <laughs> stewardesses <laughs> in one of the towns that they were making, and uh, because of that, the boys were trying to rush out of the show before the end of the before the whole card was finished. Like they were on you know mid card in a tag team match. And they were trying to get out of there before you know before the main event was done. And, and Duggan and Jake took none too kindly to this, and they had to serve out some locker room justice. So they knew that these two doofuses were going to go chase some tang afterwards. So what they did during their match was they went outside and they super glued the car doors of the rental car shut. <laughs> And they, hold on, what was the other thing they did? They stole Shawn Michaels' yeah, so they stole Shawn Michaels' bag, so he was stuck in his ring gear, <laughs> and they, they glued the car door shut on Janetti's car. Uh, that, you know, quick one, but that is this weekend rip. Do we know, did they ever, uh, what happened with the rental car? Do we know anything? I don't know. The free section on the YouTube shoot video was <laughs> cut off after that. All right, fair enough. Uh, Doug Doug can tell the story. Well, um, are we going to do a show next week? That was my next question. Um, Let's see, you know, let's see where things go. We'll just say sometimes life finds a way. We'll give it a questionable tag for next week, but we'll definitely have one before Rumble and take over Philly. Yeah, but, well, I mean, maybe it just makes sense for us to do one uh, post-Brooklyn Raw. Just the morning because, after, fucking feeling so like God. death. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe on the train on the ride home. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a late train. It's, I don't know how that's gonna go over. It's gonna be a very late train. So let's just plan for the week after, the week between Raw twenty five and Royal Rumble. All right. Well, Raw recap. Maybe it'll go be a real Broadway, double Broadway, maybe. <laughs> 
two hours. This was a good uh, start to 2018. Not a lot of Nigel. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that part. Well, mate, I got to tell you, I'm not caught up on NXT right now, even though I've been working the shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes continuity gets the better of me and Prof. All right. Well, Nigel, hope to have you back for the NXT Takeover preview. Yes, and. Uh, I'll remind everyone, if you're ever at a wrestling show doing the delete chant, keep your finger out. (laughs) All right, well, thanks, Nigel. Thanks, Fridge, and uh, everybody stay safe out there. God save the queen.